0: So, the folklore of holidays. What what is this? How is this related to festivals? How is it different? Whatever. So, here's the definition of a holiday. So, for starters, it's celebratory, meaning there's some kind of celebration with it. Uh, it's a good thing when the holiday hits. The holiday's not supposed to come, and you sit around and are like, oh crap, it's Christmas. Although there's always those Scrooges somewhere, right? Um, it's special. Like it's not usual, it's not normal. So it's, it's a different kind of a day. So as much as people are like, oh, make Christmas last all year. If you did, it's not a holiday anymore. It's just a normal day. And then it has some kind of tie to the calendar. Or sometimes it's a seasonal thing if, if the people don't have calendars. No. Then it's a little bit different. So, how is a holiday different than a festival? There's overlap. Sometimes it's a holiday festival, sometimes it's not. How are they different? Yeah? Festivals are more like small. Ooh, good. Holidays can be small too, but the festival definitely has a community aspect. The community all gets together. That's not necessary in a holiday. Good, what else? Look at the definition in front of you. Which ones does a festival not have? It doesn't have to be on the calendar. It can be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Good, okay, so there's tons of overlap. How many of you do a Christmas festival of some kind? A few, yeah, some kind of thing. Or how's this, Easter's coming. For some of you, that is a super important holiday. Uh, If you're a Protestant or a Catholic, like if you're a Catholic, you're already in Lent, right? Giving up whatever, my best friend used to give up chocolate every year. It was hard for him. One year he gave up video games and I thought he was going to die. <laughs> He's a programmer now. <laughs> like, it's the hardest year. Uh, for those who don't know, Catholics for Lent, the period leading up to Easter, give up one thing, they sacrifice one thing um, for it. Yeah. Um, So they get together, they have kind of a festival, but my family doesn't do a festival for Easter. It's always a family thing, right? Who here for the 4th of July does some kind of festival activity? You get together with a community, who does it? Yeah? The rest of us don't, which is cool, it's fine. So get this, so there's festivals that are tied to holidays, festivals that aren't tied to holidays, and holidays that aren't tied to festivals. Yeah, good, okay. Now, folklorists find holidays interesting because of the variation in them. So what you're seeing right here is the Easter procession uh, in a small community in Italy. So I used to live just, you know how most of the Protestant churches in Brigham City are all on Second East? No, I used to live on Second East, a few doors down from St. Henry's, the Catholic Church. Uh, And we'd watch every year at Easter, they'd get this big old, I mean big old cross, and they would haul it from the Methodist church up uh, to the Presbyterian church on like, what is that, Third South? So they'd haul it up. It was this big old procession involved about maybe 25, 30 people. But it was nothing like this. What do you see in this picture? Tons and tons of people. What else? Gold. Gold. Yeah, so what is that? That's a good observation. Let's read between the lines a little bit here. If they're putting gold into this thing, what does that say? This is is an important, this is a vital function. This is important enough to make gold-plated things for. So this is huge. What else do you see? Purple is a color of celebration and mourning, not necessarily at the same time. So, yeah, a ton of purple. And purple's an expensive color. Great observation. Plus, it's like all school, right? Like... It's got to be important, because they're like, like, these are fancy. These are not crap robes here that these people are wearing. And they're all matching. Yeah, cool. Anything else? Yeah. Yes. Good. Good, good, good. I don't know what that means in this context, but someone's sitting on it. Yeah? Okay, so good job analyzing that. Now let's say, let's take this somewhere different. Let's go to an Easter celebration for someone in Brigham City. Just a random person, maybe an atheist? What are they going to celebrate for Easter? Same holiday. Easter eggs, they're going to do an Easter egg hunt. What else? Candy. It is a candy holiday. Tons of candy. Probably too much candy. My son will puke because he's 11. We'll tell him to stop, and he'll forget. Yeah, because he's all hyper, because of the candy. Good. So they might do Easter egg hunt at home. They might go to the community. Perry does a huge Easter egg hunt. Brigham doesn't do a huge one, do they? Do they? Oh. there we go, I stand corrected. When I was NHS advisor, we used to do parries. and then they'd take us shooting the police department, which was fun. That's the kind of thing you do when you're a high school in Brigham City that you wouldn't do if you were a high school in, say, New York. <laughs> um, good, what, what else, what else might they do? Dying Easter, Dying Easter eggs, awesome. The Easter Bunny comes. Oh, fancy dinner. Good, 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 good. Um, my family always watches Rise of the Guardians about Easter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I see a lot of you are like, yeah, we do too. That's the one. Even though my kids are like, my oldest is twenty, he's still like, well, let's watch Rise of the Guardians. That's what, like, Jack <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. That is a pretty good movie. Yeah, okay, so see, this is what's interesting to the folklorist. How come? How come this family does it this way, and this family does it this way, and this community does it this way, and this society does it this way? Why is there change? You watch it. <laughs> Why is there change between places? What can you learn from these change? What do you think? What does this change tell a folklorist? Yeah. Good, we can find out a lot about beliefs. What else? Values. Excellent. What they think matters. Mm, Perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, do holidays have to be religious? No, why not? I have this really close friend, or she was really close at college. A good buddy. She's an agnostic, which means she's like she's not a believer in God, but she it's it's like the jury's out. She always said, "I'll believe it when I see it." I'm like, okay. Um, Huge fan of Christmas. Always celebrated Christmas with Santa. She loved Christmas like hymns. She loved the idea of peace on earth. Goodwill. Like that was a that was thing that she was into. Not a religious individual. So you're right. Yeah, it does not have to be religious. It can be or it cannot be. Now here's where it gets interesting. I have this quote from these two folklorists. Uh, Martha Sims and Martine Stevens. Both folklorists. They said this, so what I want you to do is read this and see if you can answer question five. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, read this and answer question five. So think about this for a sec. This helps explain why even in really religious communities we still have Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. Yeah, at least this is the folklorist explanation for it. Okay, so now let's go into the last the last bit. Oftentimes holidays are rooted in really ancient rituals. Sometimes the ritual survives even though the original purpose of the ritual is gone. So a great example is this very old, old holiday called Samhain that a lot of your ancestors practiced. Not everyone's ancestors, but a lot of you in here. Uh, It's kind of a Northern Europe thing. So what they would do is they would put on scary masks because their goal was to try to Frighten away the evil spirits. There's one night a year that the evil spirits could come and wander. And so on that particular night, they would put on masks to try to frighten them. Now, we still put on masks, right? But our goal is not to frighten evil spirits, most of us, is it? I don't know, maybe yours is. Right? What's the purpose now? How come this family dressed up like this? Because it's fun! What else does the family get out of it? What are the functions of this? Did you hear that? Uh, Excellent answer. Yeah, it brings the family closer. Doing this kind of thing. I've got some friends who always dress up some kind of themed thing. Yeah. Good. This is the one night everybody can get together. Everyone, like in my neighborhood, they're all wandering around together enjoying themselves, knocking on other people's doors, getting candy. That's certainly a good function. Uh, Let me give you one more. It's an interesting function of Halloween. It is a role reversal holiday left over from Rome and then on into France and now to us. Uh, most days adults tell you what to do, you when you were younger, you're pretty old now, sorry. Uh, but adults tell kids what to do. Like I'm always telling my kid, clean, clean your room, why did you leave the food out for the dog on the table, like knock it off. Uh, but there's one day that a child can go up to an adult and demand something. In fact, they don't just make a demand, they make a threat. Hey, trick? I don't care. Give me a treat or I'm going to vandalize your house. That's really what trick-or-treat is, right? It's a role reversal thing. Instead of the adult telling the child what to do, the child gets to make a demand from the adult. And think about what functions that serves in society. So it lets a child practice. That's not really an adult skill because hopefully you all know that as adults you can't go up to people and make demands or you'll hurt them. If that is your plan, then we we need to go talk to the counselors. I I don't know, know, maybe it is, but we we can have that conversation later. But we get a chance, they get a chance to practice the adult role of being in charge a little bit. Most children get to choose their own costume. And I don't know, do you have little brothers or sisters, most of you? How long, when do they start planning their next year's costume? I, I know, it's like... I have stripped off my costume. It is still October 31st. Next year I want to be. That's, uh... That's true too, right? So it, it's, a ch- it's a chance for the kids to practice some adult roles a little bit. It's a chance for them to explore what they want to be. You can be an astronaut or a pirate or a police officer. Or uh, they, they get to play a little bit of these things. And that's a, that's a role, too. We don't think about this. It also gives a chance for adults to practice being something that they're not. That's part of why adults dressing up in costumes is becoming more and more popular. It's a chance for you to be a pirate. Or Ursula the sea witch or a princess. Hey, that makes sense. You get all the answers. What did you miss? Sorry, Daniel. Oh, I didn't give you a chance for four. I want you to take that time now. And then let's talk six. So go ahead, take a chance for four. There's several of you that are not by people. Go ahead and move so that you're by people. so that you can get the points. Since I have several of you at HOSA, if you're listening to this later, then uh, go ahead and talk with your whoever you're around. in a minute. Yeah. So it, awesome. you get to go and like but you come in from recess and be like, oh, I to that part, but you like you so angry. <laughs> 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 we did like <laughs> Easter hunt. We did Easter hunt Are you with Easter <laughs> of Annie? Are you with East and the anti Easter? no, <laughs> <laughs> It's just <laughs> <guys>. Sorry, Van. <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me a holiday better. Tell me, tell me Okay. Let's.
1: So the front row is
0: having a debate about Easter because someone doesn't think it's a good holiday. But let's talk for a sec. Let's talk for just a second about tomorrow. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, I wore this today. Yeah, what were you thinking? Oh, what are we doing? Yeah, tomorrow St. Patrick's Day. What? For who here has Irish ancestors? Irish. So. Good. Yeah. Only three of us. Yet, how many of you are going to wear green tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as important when you're in elementary school like it's super important it's like the day to pretend to be Irish my school had to make an announcement of no pinching anyone because it got so bad on St. Patrick's Day I, How it I was when, when I taught sophomores know, I used you know, to have I mean, to do like like a thing <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah where does St. Patrick's Day come from what's his background No idea. No idea. No idea. Leprechauns. No idea. Gold. Green eggs and ham, Green eggs and ham. No. Who was St. Patrick? He was a dude who migrated. Okay, so guys, this is. So I missed this. I used to teach AP Euro and on St. Patrick's Day I would teach the whole history of Ireland in an Irish accent. It was pretty fun. The note sheet was on a green paper. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, um, short version is St. Patrick was a dude, he was at one point kidnapped by Vikings, ended up in Ireland or kidnapped by irish whatever he he ends up in ireland the story goes that he chased all the snakes out of ireland and converted them to christianity this is why he's the patron saint of ireland the green and the leprechauns and everything is just where americans and a lot of irish immigrants to america meshed everything they missed about ireland together into one smushed holiday it's interesting. St. Patrick's dead. Like, I mean, he's dead, of course. But the the whole thing about St. Patrick is dead. None of us like chase snakes out of somewhere or something to to celebrate that We don't even remember that. Obviously, he's a Catholic saint. They call him St. Patrick, right? Although a lot of you are like, "Whoa, really? Like, I never thought about it before." But the green and all that—that's Ireland. That's my phone, sorry, should be silenced, I will silence it now, yeah, okay, here's the key and this is six, holidays survive or parts of holidays survive because they continue to fill a function. So in the case of St. Patrick's Day, what function does it fulfill? For me, it reminds me of my ancestors, so that's clear, but only three of us in here are Irish. So where does it come, what does it come from? What functions does it fulfill? Go ahead. an excuse to pinch, you could finally hurt the people who deserve it. <laughs> Please don't write that down. <laughs> I, let me give you, because I don't think you come up with, with this one on your own. The pinching thing I think is a form of social control. You To keep everyone in line and keep everyone staying, you know, you're a member of our society, I'm gonna remind you of that. You didn't wear green? Well, you're not going to be one of us. We're going to make you suffer. Yeah. Not soon, no, because it still fulfills functions. I It fulfills a function of giving us all an excuse to eat mint things. I know it sounds dumb. But I went... Thank Thank you, and green and and, green Thank you. So there's some of that, there's some of those traditions, traditions have purposes, we're going to talk about that when we learn about rituals, you'll see some of the things, that, some of the ways they function, um, so these traditions do really matter, even if you're not Irish, so you'll see, kind of wait and see, and watch and see tomorrow what the community does, what St. Patrick's Day does with our community. Cool. yeah Columbus Day Columbus Day is almost completely dead It used to be a thing you used to get school off of it for it I mean used to I'm like my parents not not even like me Bankers still get it off because bankers get everything off when they're in the mood I swear they close down they're like John sneezed let's have a bank holiday whoo. On Columbus Day, they used to celebrate uh, the history essentially it was, Hey, look, we have this place came over here. Columbus was a hero, blah, blah, blah. As times passed, they like Columbus less. So see, as times passed, the views of Columbus have changed. And so now it's it's dying it's stopped fulfilling the function we don't see ourselves as inheritors of columbus anymore does it yeah um holidays grow and shrink over time christmas wasn't actually that big a thing like think back to a christmas carol by charles dickens you notice that they work right up to the end of Christmas Eve, and then yeah, it's customary to have the whole day off on Christmas Day. But that's it. We get the whole. We get we get like a week and a half off for it because it's huge now. Um, Christmas was frequently banned in history, because they celebrated and got drunk, and the the Puritans weren't fans of this. So remember Oliver Cromwell banned it in in England. Uh, but the way we understand Christmas was really invented by Dickens. It's really a reaction to Christmas Carol, because who wants to be haunted by three three ghosts? Cinco de Mayo, is that a holiday? Cinco de Mayo is growing. I know. It's growing. More and more people are starting to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, because everyone loves Mexican food. So here's the last thing. I want to bring us back to this that uh, Eliza asked. She said, how come all these holidays have to do with food? We're going to talk about it. We're going to spend a whole week on what's called food ways, which is what people eat, how they eat it, and the rituals associated with food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, good. Any other questions? You've got it? Okay. Here's what I need you to do. For starters, we need a finish. If you haven't finished the background of that first um, the first week of that culture that you were researching, it's time to get that done. Let me remind you that you didn't need to write it up and make it all look fancy yet. If you did, good for you, because we'll do it later. But, so don't panic, you didn't waste work. But if that's what you're waiting for, you only need the bullet points for now of their history. It is time for us to start adding festivals to that. I will show you how to organize your Google Doc later, for now just hold control and hit enter and start a new page, do it in the same doc, it'll be beautiful. I'll give you time to work on that like tomorrow and the next day. The other thing is that festivals assignment, get that done and get that turned in. I'm not marking anything late until next Wednesday, but by next Wednesday you need to have those two things done and Wednesday we're going to finish up festivals so I'll give you just a little bit of time to work on on that Wednesday so what what are you going to add what's the new part to that culture research what do you think you're going to add the festivals and holidays they celebrate this is one of the easiest research things you're going to do it's going to take you It could take you 15 minutes. It's going to take you about two hours, because you're going to get interested in the festivals that they do, because that's what usually happens. Um, Remember that, especially if you're talking about a modern culture, that there's all kinds of stuff. People write about their own experience. And so you'll find stuff on YouTube. You'll find blogs that they wrote. You'll find all kinds of stuff. That's all legit as long as they actually know what they're talking about. And you could tell pretty quick. TikTok's fine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not, as a folklore teacher, TikTok's totally fine. As a computer science teacher, don't use TikTok. <laughs> Holy crap, it is not safe. Okay? So yeah, TikTok's a great source for international information. With U.S. history, it's usually crap, just because people post random stuff. But sometimes it's good. Okay, good. Any questions? You know what to do?